everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offroad Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm episode 127. Wait, is that how it goes? <laughs> I don't think that's it. I screwed it up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs> it's not, not even like close to your name. Episode 127. That sounds, that doesn't roll off the tongue, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah, well, something's going on there. Okay. I can't, I don't know. Well, we got Mike here and, and myself, uh, I am here as well. And uh, we don't have Derek this week. He is off doing his thing. I was, we are hoping to kind of have the three of us here this week, but didn't work out. So maybe another time. I'm glad Derek's not here. Yeah. I'm sick of his shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just kick <laughs> him off entirely. I mean, that's up to you. Do you think he'll listen to this before Ooh. next time he's on and be sassy about it? I might be. I'll be like sassy. Why you guys like me no more? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you were invited. You just didn't couldn't make it. It's all good. I won't be here next week, so mm-hmm. it's fine. You guys can talk shit about me then. That sounds like a plan. We'll probably have another guest next week. When are we gonna have an episode where it's just me and Derek and we talk shit about you though? Ooh, you had your opportunity last I week. Mean, I we was going the whole shit, time. but not enough. Yeah. I haven't listened to it, so I have no idea. I need a whole episode of talking shit about you. Oof. I can just make it set that up. I'll just Show you how to hit the old record button here, and I'll go back to polishing with the old wheel machine. Okay. I'll go print money, and you guys can sit here and talk shit. <laughs> go print money. And you just call me when you're done. All right. <laughs> we'll try that out sometime. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you <laughs> something we completely forgot to mention in the podcast. So I don't even know where I'm going to put this in here, but it's going to be in here. Clearly, you're listening to it. But towards the beginning. What are we talking about? We're talking about Kiternote. Kiternote. Also known as Core, which is the complete off-road experience. That's not what I heard. That's not what it is? No. It's the other thing. What's it called? Complete and total number one good time off-road extravaganza. No, that's, that's the one. Cater note. Cater note. I'm sorry. It's the complete and total off-road number one good time extravaganza. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys have been asking how to get entered into said extravaganza. And we have some answers. And we don't it, have all the answers. We have some of the answers. There's not a whole lot that you have to do. There's not. You have to do one thing and you have to do it inside a time period. <laughs> you have to do it well. It seems pretty easy, right? It seems. So you got between June 1st and July 31st. Basically, you got the whole month of June and July. Yes. All you have to do mm-hmm. is go to totaloffroadpodcast.com. Yes. Order a swag pack. Purchase a swag pack. It seems so simple. Swag pack's going to have some, it's going to have a t-shirt. Uh, it's going to have a, probably a koozie. It's going to have. Obviously stickers. A golden ticket. It might have a golden ticket. <laughs> Don't be telling everyone that they all have it's, golden tickets. They're going to be confused. Well, if, if, if not everybody knows that there's one coming, then they may not look for it. That may be bad. You need to look for the golden ticket. Look for the Charlie. golden ticket. Charlie. <laughs> Listen, Charlie. Look for the golden ticket. Um, oh, man, that goes. That almost feels like the same thing. Like you could buy multiple swag packs to up your chances of getting the golden ticket. How many Wonka bars would you like? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Order all the Wonka bars you can plan. Yes, sir. How many swag packs? Is it, is it unlimited? Are you going to sell thousands? I don't care how many. You're not like, okay, what if you have. Oh, my gosh. 3,000 orders. So it's a, then we'll place the order. It's a pre-order. So what you're going to do is you're going to order that after the, after it closes July 31st, we will get production in place and get the swag packs rolling. Um, and we will get, uh, all the stuff put together. So like I said, 
It's going to be a shirt. It's going to be a koozie. It's going to be some stickers. It's going to be potentially a golden ticket. Uh, there may be something else included in the swag pack. We don't have it completely lined out yet, but we're working on it. And once we have everything figured out for the swag pack, I will uh, put it on the website. So it will be available. I will have a listing for said swag pack on the website by June, June 1st. 1st. And I'll put a reminder in my calendar for that. Make sure I have that up and we will get you guys rock and rolling. So, but you, yes, sir. The question is, yes, sir. What's the golden ticket good for? The golden ticket is good for one entry to the <laughs> number one good time off total off road extravaganza. <laughs> I just fucked that all up. The complete and total off road number one good time extravaganza, which will be held in Iowa. Yes. Do we have a date at private land? Uh, yeah, we do. It was uh, September 20, late September 28th. I don't, I don't know, man. I, it's in my calendar, but my calendar never works on my phone. Here it comes. It's coming up. I'm, I'm also up. looking the 22nd through the 25th of October. Sorry, September, September, the 22nd. I have September 30th and 1st on my phone. Good Lord, Why is mine different, Steve? Okay, now we have to redo <laughs> this. <laughs> no, we don't. The people love it. Because I did not take the original date out of my phone. It was the complete off-road adventure was in my phone already. Core. The core is the 29th through the 2nd. Thursday through Sunday. Correct. 29th okay. of September through the 2nd of October. It's a four-day wheeling event in Iowa on private ground. The only way to enter is to buy a, is to purchase a swag pack or go to Complete Off-Road and spend more than $100. His dates are a little different, but I'm not sure that we have them. What do you mean? Oh, the his, dates his between when you the entry dates. Entry dates were uh, I believe his was April first through August first. Okay, that gives us enough time to close it down. The entries go through the entries, find the winners, and notify them and give them enough time to get their shit off jack stands. I am talking to you. Hey, not it's you. out of my control. Not bro. you. I'm okay. talking, talking to you. Well, don't look at me in the eye when you say it then. <laughs> <laughs> On the other end of this microphone, I am talking to you. Be ready. If you buy a swag pack, you better start putting your garbage together now. Get it ready to go. It's going to be cool. Even if you don't get a golden ticket, at least your shit's back together and you can go wheeling. I mean, that's not the worst thing that ever happened. Just saying. So... Wanted to pop back in here real quick and let you guys know that that's what's going on. And if you have any questions at all, make sure to tag me on the Facebook at on the uh, Trit Riders page. Shoot me a tag. Hopefully I'll see it. If I don't, my wife will. She sees everything. <laughs> and, don't they uh, all? Yeah. And so she'll let me know. She'll like, hey, you got tagged on on there. They're talking shit about you again. So make sure that you guys do that. And is there anything else we need to add to this anything in your notes? Mm, nope it looks like we pretty much covered everything there will be two golden tickets i'm not there, sure you said that i didn't think i did there will okay. be two golden tickets in the swag packs uh they will be picked at random we will get everything sorted laid out ready to ship we'll throw in two random golden tickets into two random bags and ship them out we will probably know who they are once we slip it in i'll look to see who it is that way i make sure that if that person like receives their swag pack and then doesn't say anything i'm like you know you got it right not like get it and then nobody knows like oh i didn't see it so um they're gonna be super cool it's gonna be a golden ticket uh it'll be printed on gold 
vinyl. So you'll be able to use it as a sticker if you choose to do so, or you can just file it in your filing cabinet, put it under your pillow. I don't care. Just do something cool with it. Do something cool. Keep it as a collector's item. Keep it as a collector's item for sure. Uh, is that it? Sounds about like, yeah, sounds like a wrap. That concludes this emergency announcement. That we forgot to do at first. And you can now resume your regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Uh, I agree with you, though. It is weird not having that computer in that because like, there's always someone on the yes. screen and there's always a screen blocking me from seeing you. Yes. But it's literally just a, two of us sitting in a room with a table. And a beer. And a beer. And I'm out of beer. Oof. There's can, that really good beer, but. I love that it has pink wax. Good luck getting that open. Oh, really? Yeah. She's tough. It sucks. So we got a triptych, the local triptych uh, beer here. If you're lucky, the little pull tab will work. But The pull tab is One I've had work and one oh, I had didn't. It's working. Oh, so you're you're going to get lucky and it's oh actually going to open. I have to take a picture of this thing. It's beautiful. It is nice. So what is this thing? Do you know what the name of it is? It's a batch uh, 969. Batch. And it is a barley wine. And even though Anthony kind of downplayed it, he was like, oh, you know, if you want big barrel flavor, this is really isn't for you. Bullshit. That is absolutely delicious. I'm oh, pretty really? sure it was aged in a barrel. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you want big barrel flavor, this maybe isn't for you. That's. I think that's what he said oh, when really? he was writing his description. But so in my have... opinion, it's glorious. Do you okay. need a bottle opener? Well, uh, maybe. Is well, you how... do need a bottle opener. I'm just wondering, do you need like a special kind? or? Uh, I need a. I need one that takes wax off. I don't have that. I, I do right don't. here. Hurt yourself. Ah. And cut your finger off trying to open this beer. <laughs> uh, if it was my wife doing this, I'd be totally freaked out. Like, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that. Why? You don't think she can use a knife? Oh, my gosh. No, she can't use a knife. She's bad at it. She just, like, wildly can't. swings a knife around the room. And you're, like, I don't know what ducking. She and somehow, somehow her fingers tend to get in the way. Oh, I see. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? Why are your fingers anywhere near that thing? Man, I leave razor blades laying around the house because oh, I don't like, I know you I, still have not figured out how to, how to be a dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that you got like your little, uh, I don't know what you call it, utility knife yeah. there, but I just don't, I just don't like that. I just put razor blades like in careful places, like places I know I'm going to need to open shit. So how come you don't like this? I just don't want to carry it on me all so the time. So I have, I have the Milwaukee Fastback. This is the, uh, the Milwaukee Fastback with the integrated screwdriver. It also has a blade holder. So we have a secondary blade actually in here yeah i mean it's an it's a neat it's, idea it's i wonderful. just don't this whole the whole concept this is smaller and it does more i'm holding a victorinox boy scout knife right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying everyone's always like okay boy scout i'm like yeah but do you have scissors in your pocket i Pooch? will say what does yours do yours is a toothpick oh yeah that's right i got the toothpick and, and the tweezers and tweezers and scissors outside of that i have two screwdrivers a nut driver a really sharp knife. Did you mention that I have scissors? I have a saw. You don't have a saw. I have a saw. Can Do opener? I, you have can a can opener. opener. Not a bottle opener, a can I have, opener. I have a bottle opener. I have a can opener. I could probably open it with the razor okay, blade. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're hey, you pour. got it open. Look at you. I did. You're going to do the pour. I, I love, can do that. I love the wax. I just love bottles that are sealed in wax. Yeah, it's neat. This is the beer podcast. So, so uh, far it is. <laughs> getting back to our old ways. Yep. All we do is just drink beer. I love it. That's the way it should be. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you didn't do jack shit off-road. I 
kind of sort of started working on my dual battery setup. Oh, that's nice. For not not a, a vehicle that appears that it should go off road, but absolutely does not. Oh, for the big truck. Yeah, for, for uh, the ninety four. Ninety four. Uh, I saw you took it for a drive. Yeah. I mean, can we kind of call that not really? It's not really off road, but the truck is lifted. It's on forty ones. I mean, yeah, it's on forty one inch Unimog tires, and yes. it's got nine inches of lift. Why don't you tell me about that dual battery setup? Well, basically, it's a car show thing. Everyone's oh. like, "Why do you need dual batteries for a winch?" Mm. I'm like, "No, no, it's not even for a big stereo." Which is fine. Like you can have it for whatever <laughs> whatever you need, but like maybe yeah. I need one for a winch. It would actually be a great setup. Uh, say that I did have a dual battery setup in snow day, uh-huh. and actually I did at some point. Oh, oh because I had a snowplow. Yeah, snow plow, but yeah. I ended up taking it all out because it was just it was very cobbled together. Like right. the second battery tray was barely there. The wires <laughs> were just kind of shoved. Was it an in. ammo can? <laughs> No, it wasn't an ammo <laughs> can, but Vance, the um, the Jeep truck that that Vance bought recently, uh-huh. he pulled the battery out, and the it's the they somebody took an ammo can, the top half of an ammo can, cut the bottom half of the can off, set it down where the battery tray used to be, and that is the new battery tray for the battery. I mean, that could actually be done well though. <laughs> It wasn't, but it could have been. Okay, but it could have been. It could have been executed well. The problem was the one in Snow Day was like they like ran like a self tapping screw through like the side of the fender, and it was like resting on the wheel. Like it was just like yes. at any moment that this battery one, was just going to eject itself from the truck. This one was just laying in there. Oh, just laying there. Oh, it wasn't I don't even know attached. The, okay, I don't know how the battery was held down to oh it. God, but it was it was just a floor because underneath that was completely rotted away. Mike I took, see. Mike took a sip. I took a sip in his face. It's good. It could actually stand to be like five degrees cooler. We uh we let it sit here for like an hour because Steve was fucking off, and by fucking off I mean working. Well, that's fire. But it's fire. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Yep. So tell me about your dual battery setup. Well, I kind of thought that I could just get a battery tray that was made for the driver's side of. Uh, you know just any obs chevy and for right. some reason i couldn't find a tray anywhere on the internet oh, weird but i looked through my stash and i had a battery tray for a 78 <laughs> series i don't know if it was made for a chevy or not but uh it fit it fitish oh, okay like i mean there's a little flat on the inside fender mm-hmm. where it would sit so i drilled a hole there and it actually had a stud that like lined up with it and i was like maybe this is for an obs chevy mm-hmm. but i don't know because i just found it in a pile um the hole in the fender was a little too high so i had to kind of modify the hole in the battery tray and as far as the support, there probably is like some sort of like actual like big rigid sheet metal support that Chevy right. made. But yet again, I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So I just fabricated something, just grabbed some scrap metal and fabricated a, a bracket that goes down. But I made it into an L so it'd be extra strong. And mm-hmm. and yeah, and now it's in. I've got the second battery done uh, and mounted. It's not wired yet. And so the idea is that every accessory in the truck, like anything that's not like the truck, mm-hmm. everything I've added, and I've added a ton of shit to this truck will be powered by the second battery when the truck is off it will automatically turn a solenoid off and the single wire it's a large gauge wire that powers all the accessories i have like a single wire that runs into a junction block and then just spiders out into every accessory in the truck Mm -hmm. that'll come off that battery so any sort of draw at all parasitic or otherwise anything i want to do at a car show say will run off that battery and then when you turn the ignition on solenoid kicks and not only will that battery help you start, but also the alternator will charge both. What do you think if, if say you're at a car show for eight, 10 hours or something like that, or, or you have a draw and it drains that one battery, mm-hmm. when you do kick that on, then the existing, the, the start battery mm-hmm. 
is then trying to recharge the other battery. Like they're trying to balance. Do you, is that how that works? I don't think so. I okay. think it would just take. I, I just don't think it would matter at all. I mean, if you have a dead battery and a live battery, it's yeah. just going to take whatever power from both. I don't think that it would. I don't think Happen. that having a dead battery connected to a, a good battery would make the good battery work less well. Okay. Because they'd be wired in parallel. Right. So I don't think it would matter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if that if the dead battery had 50 CCAs and the other one had 850, you'd have 900 essentially. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I think that's how that would work. I mean, maybe, yeah. But one would be at 12 volts and one would be at 8. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't know. I've never thought about it. You know, I don't know either. And I haven't got mm. the wiring done, so I can't confirm that it does do that or doesn't. I guess I, I should will, do a little more research. I will certainly bet you that somebody that's listening to this knows. Probably Derek. Someone that's done a dual battery setup. Would certainly know. Yeah. Almost certainly. Either way. Something to think about. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, where'd you get the solenoid? It's a Cole Hersey. I used to know the part number because I'd been wanting to buy one for a long time, but it was one of those purchases where <laughs> don't really need it. You're like, oh, a $50 solenoid. No. Ugh, like, I don't, it's like, of course I have $50, but mm-hmm. like for just this one part. Ugh. Yeah. So I ended more, up just more like, than that is the other, the other battery. Right. Oh, oh, I have a ton of 78 series batteries lying <laughs> okay. around because all the junk I buy, they all just come with batteries. So anyway, <laughs> all brand new 78 series. Some of them are. <laughs> there was a they're new, all, there was a new one in the van and a new one in the, the, that old Chevy I bought, that That's old square awesome. body. So I have like just a stack of 78 series batteries that are good. Uh, so that was actually the cheap part, but, uh, whatever the case, this solenoid is expensive. And so I. I asked for it for Christmas and I can't remember either Patty or my mom bought it for me. Nice. They were like, they're like, what the hell is this? Cause it's just like, they don't, they, they can't even tell yeah. what it is. And it's just a part number. And they're like, it's <laughs> a just box. this little box. And uh-huh. I was like, well, I know you guys don't know what this is and you're not excited about it, but I'm very excited because this was the <laughs> jumpstart I needed to do my dual battery setup. So that's awesome. So you have it all, you have the battery. The in. battery is now mounted and I've driven it and it didn't fall out. So that's good. But I still have to do all the wiring. So stay tuned for two weeks from now when Mike doesn't have any updates and has not finished the wiring. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the nice weather will actually uh, in like kick you into the shop a little bit more, you know, in your little bit of off time that you can find. That's the thing is just finding yeah, the off time. And now sure. the issue, of course, is that I have a lot going on, like a, a lot, lot more than I had going Far on. Far more than baby. Yeah. Yeah. When are you announcing that to the world? Oh, it's announced. It's it's, oh. it's public. I can say can, it now. Oh, can you share it? I could. Oh, okay, we'll share it with listeners. I'm moving to Lafayette because my wife got a job as a professor at Purdue University. Shuck them up. And um, I got a job at a... <laughs> That took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shock them a lock. What? <laughs> no, me, me and Elliot got us a sugar mama. Sugar mama. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. So, um, so, yeah, we're moving. We... Our life is kind of upside down right now because we're trying to sell a house, buy a house, relocate, have a new baby. Like just everything about life is is kind of hard right now. So <laughs> two, the fact that I jobs. even got that that battery installed in there is kind of a miracle. Mm-hmm. The fact that I found two hours somehow to myself. Yeah, you know, if he goes to take, take a nap or something like that and actually stays down for a nap, it, it's kind of nice when they're young like that. You kind of get you're able to do that, but. Hopefully, in the next two weeks, uh, you can find another couple hours here and there, and you can get the install done, and we can revisit this and learn more about the wiring and see how that went for you. Yeah, I've got a schematic drawn up. I just haven't actually done it yet, That's and awesome. I can't even remember how it goes, but yeah, it's it's somewhere You at know home. what? When you, uh, when you have an opportunity, maybe snap a picture of that and share it to the Tret Riders. I could do that. Yeah. It was something I found online a while back. Because you never know. Like Somebody may have a thing, like, hey, man, uh, if you do this and this, this will actually be better. That could be. 
It was just a, it was yeah. something I found online. Someone had done a house battery. It, it actually makes a lot of sense, but they had done it with the solenoid. So more than likely, Daryl will comment until you're dumb. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'd, I'd love for someone to tell me I'm dumb if they have something good to say and <laughs> to not add. just a bunch of bullshit. Just, just you're dumb. Just you're dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And he's like, cause you cause are. Cause you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. Uh, I, uh, I did not do quite as much as you. Um, you didn't do quite as much as me, and all I did was literally <laughs> fabricate a bracket and mount a battery. It's pretty good. It's I mean, it took us like two hours of the shit. It's not bad. And you made it sound um, like you actually did some off-road <laughs> shit this week. You're like, ooh, I did off-road stuff. I was like, oh, exciting. <laughs> totally. Okay. Uh, did I, last week, did we touch that I pulled the drive shaft? I and think I, last week, all we touched on was you had customers here, and so you weren't in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when I pulled the drive shaft. It was sometime earlier this week. No, you know my memory is terrible. Maybe it, was, maybe it was over the weekend, and I forgot. So anyway, I pulled the drive shaft, the rear drive shaft out of Loki, and uh, in the process, I pulled the rear uh, straps off the U-joint at the 9-inch, pulled those off, set it aside, set the you know, set it aside, uh, started undoing the upper bolts, and then I had to rotate it. So I went and put it in neutral and did the rotate to start loosening it up. Well, in the process of that, I set the drive shaft back up on the nine inch just to kind of hold it in place for a moment while I was doing some rotation stuff. And when I set the the drive, so I set it on top of the yoke. Yeah. I set the U-joint on top of the yoke. Mm-hmm. In the process, it, it touched one of the caps and the cap just whew, almost just like that. The, the cap came. It flew away. The cap came off and there were. There was dust. <laughs> there was zero grease at all in the two caps that are in the yoke for the nine inch. The two caps that are non-greasable. So there's the the cross is a greasable cross. Okay, yeah. It has one zerk on one of the caps that was in the nine inch. Got it. Those two caps that were in the nine inch side of the cross were completely dry, like seized up. Cool. I would I would have taken one off and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, and like so just crunch, super crunchy. Fucked. Oh, yeah. it's just done. And the other side on the drive shaft, perfectly greased. Wow, that's unusual. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it made no sense. Usually, it's one cap that yeah, gets one it, not cap, two, no, but two perfectly yeah, two across shit. From each other. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh well, maybe that is the noise and the clunking that I was hearing the whole time. Is that this U joint is just trashed? Interesting that it only still did it in four wheel drive, but I wonder if it's because the resistance between the, the front and rear just a perfect resistance. And also keep in mind the front has five thirty eights, the rear has five forty ones. So there's a slight push. I mean, even if you, it can't be enough. Even if you put a yeah. truck in four wheel drive on pavement, it's got the same size tires and everything. It's still just just a touch of binding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a and touch. so and so maybe that's the case. Maybe just that touch of binding. Uh, in four wheel is what allowed it to, um, and, and maybe, and maybe it's because your tires might not be perfectly the same size front rear either. There might be a few 30 seconds off, which is also going to effectively change the ratio. Right. And it, yeah. And it could be because it was pulling because the front tires are pulling the rear either way. Nonetheless, it's making it, the caps were fucked. Yeah. So the drive shaft went today to Hall brothers. Oh, you finally and getting it fixed? I did. I took it to Hall Brothers to get Fine. shortened. It's going to get turned in. I told him, I said, here's the deal. I said, go through it. Take a look at it. The double carton is trashed. I was like, it needs to be fixed. He goes, okay. He goes, if the, uh, I don't know if you call it the cage or what you would call it, the outer part that houses the U-joints that has no 
that doesn't connect at all to the inner part. Mm-hmm. He says, if that's still in good shape, I'll rebuild that and I'll just put a new nub on the actual drive shaft side. Got it. And uh, he says, then we you know, save you some cost. I said, whatever you think needs to be done, just make it right. And I said, as far as the other end goes with the slip yoke and all that, I said, same thing. If that slip yoke's trashed, let me know. Just lop it off, put a new one on, whatever needs to be done. Just make me a new one. Send me a bill. All right. So you're, and this is just to make sure I'm still clear about this. You're pulling the rear shaft yep. to make it into the front, front shaft. Yes. And you're buying a new rear shaft. Yes. Are you going to have Hall Brothers make it? I don't know yet. Okay. Because, you know, they do that. Kirk just, so I asked Mark who makes drive shafts. And uh, is Mark is, the guy at Hall Brothers does it? Mark's the okay. guy at Hall Brothers who makes drive shafts. And I asked him uh, what it may cost to have a 1350 drive shaft made. Um, I mean, I know it's not cheap. It's not cheap no matter who you get it for sure. through. Right. And uh, and prices are on the rise for all materials. That's true. Very much. I asked him what it would cost to have one built. And he said, you know what? I don't take care of the the pricing side. Oh, yeah. He, he just said, does the building. I build it. Yeah. I build it. I send them parts and labor and they, you know, they yeah, yeah, invoice yeah. it out. That makes sense. And uh, he goes, but if you're into Jeeps, he goes, you might know a guy. Uh, who's into Jeeps. I just had, I just built him a 1350 shaft. Uh, his name is, um, it's Kirk, I think. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, in fact, I do know that guy. Yep. Um, and so I called Kirk this afternoon and I said, Hey, did you just have a 1350 shaft made? He's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, do you remember what it cost? He goes, you know, it was higher than I expected. Uh, but, um, he's like, but it was good. And, um, He's like, and I don't remember exactly what it was. I just, they gave me the bill and I wrote the check and then I married, went on my merry way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, I will get with Kayla and see what it costs. And I'll let you know. Kayla's his wife. Yep. So she, cause he's over at the Badlands right now doing a, uh, a guided tour for three days, guided trail rides for newbies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like specifically for the four by fours or for another I group? I don't know. Because I didn't see anything on the page he about it. He didn't say who it was for. He just stays over for three days with a bunch of people who had never been off road in Jeeps and he's just taking them out and he's like, it's super rewarding because these people have no idea what their Jeeps are capable of. And then you take them up a rock wall and they get hooked because they're like, I didn't even know my Jeep could do this. This, and this is a little side tangent, but that this is assuming that Texas drivable now like it's done he's got the engine yeah, done he's got be. the drive shafts in yeah like drive shaft or yeah. he could be driving his other jeep too he's probably driving his jl yeah would be my guess if you saying a bunch of newbies out there's no reason to take a freaking <laughs> 43 is on it quick take yeah. take something very overbuilt <laughs> <laughs> uh i would assume he's taking the uh the jl yeah, probably uh which i don't even know the name of that one i don't know if he named it or mm. not oh i'm sure it has a name probably anyway, anyway so he said had a drive shaft and he did right, right before you got here he <laughs> sent me a text and i have it here is my 1350 drive shaft was almost 600 600 okay and it was 20 something inches long it, um, it does it seems expensive but i was gonna guess around 500 he said it was over 400 in parts really yeah so labor is really not very much no um, so he said he thought that the double carbon was pricey. It was a pricey item. Oh yeah, absolutely. So he said here. So, uh, nonetheless, I think when I had it, when I had Willie get me a price, um, with the flange yokes and everything like that was somewhere in that neighborhood. And he uh, was going to have more than that, but yeah. What Adam has built it. Yeah. Built it. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about a local shop building it. And it's a monster like truck shop, which I mean, it's, it's a cooler. I mean, it's freaking Hall Brothers Racing. So it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I get my drive shafts at a monster truck shop. I mean, yeah. nobody doesn't think that's cool. One, two, they're right there. Like we can throw a stone at them. That is convenient. And and three, it's just like it's not like I called a guy who has another guy. make. It's like 
I literally walked into the place that they made it yeah. and I shook the hand of the man that built my drive shaft. And that, that kind of resonates with me. Like if I could like go right to the source, I'm like, God, yes. So strong. Talk me into, um, <laughs> sorry. Me into those, buy a shaft. I, I've been over there and I had them build me a shaft and I just think they do great work. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, a lot of people like Mark. So it's just that you don't, how often do you have that option? You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you lived where Adams was and you could mm. walk in there and be yeah. like, Hey, are you Adam, the guy that pulls the direction? Maybe his name isn't Adam, but like, there's just something about going right to the source. Are you Adam? No. Where's Adam? <laughs> right. Only Adam. He, it's like calling complete off road. He doesn't work here. It's like calling complete off road and asking for Chris, Chris Willie because he owns the place. <laughs> it's just the same thing. But anyway, no, it's just it's a cool experience. Yeah. It would be like like anything. Like WFO does like machine work. Yeah. But like I don't live anywhere near them, so I I had a machine something bad to ship it off. But how mm. cool would it be to like walk into their facility and be sure. like hand it to them? There's just something about the person ability of walking, going direct, mm-hmm. than going through a middleman. I I see what you're saying. I don't know, and and it doesn't yeah. matter. Let's be honest. If you order a shaft from Adams, it'll probably be superb. And if you yes. go to Hall Brothers, it'll probably be superb. And we're, yeah. it's it's splitting hairs. Does it even matter? No. The only. The most important thing to me is just I want to get rid of that vibration. I want that bad boy to be drivable. Well, the one nice thing about Hall Brothers, if for some reason it ain't right, you just <laughs> hand it to them instead of have to ship it. This vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that too. I, I was shipping. No shipping. There is shipping. There is shipping. So what you're saying is in this episode, I should tell Chris to just go ahead and get me get me lined up for my yokes. Oh, yeah. I guess you could get the parts through him and then just get, have them build if it. If I get I the 1350 yokes, I mean, that's I'm only... a I'm a drive shaft away from having that thing back ready to go. There you go. What? Assuming that the problem was the drive shaft and not the transfer case. Hey, you still don't know. I wish there was some way to go through that and like, I mean, not go through it pulled. I know you don't want to take it apart, but we're, we're in, we're in step one. Okay. Step one's get a new drive shaft for the front, throw the new front drive shaft in and go drive around in four wheel drive. Honestly, knowing what I know now with the rear, I could just go drive around now in front wheel drive with the existing front shaft. If it makes noise, okay, no big deal. But if it doesn't make noise, okay, maybe it's fixed. Right, because there, that, that problem is no longer existent. It is yeah. on the ground somewhere. Clearly that <laughs> wrecked U-joint was there. Was it making a noise every... Let's stop, see. Stop, stop. We've tried this. Now, hold on. I don't know. I didn't but, time it. But the thing I is... I didn't put a mark, chalk mark on the If it was tire. every rotation, we'd say, oh, it's something like the wheel to hub. And if it was like every four... Or five, five mm-hmm. then you would have said Grab it one. was like, but what if it's every two and a half? Because Fuck. only half of the <laughs> only half of the huge joint makes noise. It's like the other half's like okay and and okay and <laughs> then you're like, wait a minute, isn't the transfer case then? Because then the transfer case is reduced at two right, exactly. So, oh, yeah, it's so hard to say. Up. I got an idea. I'm putting new drive shafts in it that it needed anyway. So it's gonna have all new everything, and then it'll have all new drive shafts, and then we I uh, will take it out, abuse it, and see if it's broken. Sounds like a really expensive diagnosis. It needed him anyway. I know, but still. <laughs> but still. So so it's not like it's not a expensive diagnosis. It's a it's a great way to break shit so that you can then upgrade like you were supposed to do in the first place. Did you pull the front end apart and it was fine, right? Yeah, the front end was solid. You didn't pull the rear apart though? I did not pull the front the rear end. Just because you don't you just don't feel like that's a built nine. It certainly could have broke something. But it, that wasn't where it was coming from. It's not what it sounded like it was coming from. Well, if it sounded like it was coming from the front, how likely is this the rear U-joint on the rear drive shaft? Every, I mean, that's pretty far back to sound like it's coming from the front. Everything resonates. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, you know, it's, it's very, you know what? And also, 
when I had it jacked up when I got back that that day, and I jacked everything up, all four tires in the air and spun everything. The rear ends made no like I didn't hear any noise. So maybe that'd be a good thing. Maybe now since I have no rear drive shaft and I can isolate that, I can jack up the rear end again, spin the tires independently, and then spin the let the locker or engage the locker and just rotate the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can run through that and see how that sounds. If it doesn't sound bad, then let her rip. You're talking about doing this while driving or in the air? Just in, just just put it in the air and spin the tires by hand. The only thing about that is without a load on everything, I feel yeah. like you're not going to hear the same noises you as may you are with one. Yeah, for sure. So put all the drive shafts back in and then see if it makes noise? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. It sounds like a plan to me. It's what you're going to do anyway. I'm not upset about it. Nope. It's nice to not have to pull apart a transfer case, although it's surprisingly easy. And here's the thing. That transfer case came out of a junkyard 10 years ago. Out of some junkyard Cherokee 10 years ago. And Steve didn't even change the fluid. I, no, we did because we had, to, <laughs> we had to put all the internal parts. Well, no, no, when I got it, I did change the fluid. I, I did change the fluid and refill it because, um, because uh, the transfer case that I pulled out had stretched the chain. And the reason that the chain had stretched or worn to the point where it was starting to skip is when I pulled the drain plug, nothing came out. Oh, somebody ran it dry. Yeah, somebody ran it dry. And me being a new to owning off-road things at that time, that was in uh, probably 2008. Um, me being new to owning a new off-road toy, uh, I had no idea because in my Cutlass that I owned before that and my Mazda that I owned prior, uh, and it, you you don't pull the diff cover off of cars, right? Like just, you don't, it is not necessary. <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, it's <laughs> not even just you being new to you yeah. just being a, any person that's not like, yeah. an, like I'm a fucking mechanic, but I mean right. like nobody ever thinks about this stuff. I remember being a teenager and like, yep. I'm sure I never changed the check fluid it. in my rear end or ever check checked it. Case, yeah. I just went and did burnouts and I'm like, it'll just be fine forever. <laughs> I don't just do mad burnouts all the time and never change the fluid. Yeah. It's not leaking. So why would I change it? For sure. It's not leaking, which means it's in there still, right? It's in there. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, if it's goo, it's fucking like 200 weight at this point. It's just grease. It's not even gear lube anymore. <laughs> it's just flapping um, around in there like cotton candy. The, uh, so yeah, that the previous transfer case that came with the Jeep. Now the Jeep was previously wheeled. And so it had nothing in it but mud water nice. and, and very little of that. And so I was like, oh, well, this transfer case has been dry for some time, I would assume. And so I changed. I went to the junkyard, got a transfer case out of a Cherokee. Sorry, I got spoken in that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we got that transfer case, threw it in there. And then when I did the big lift from the eight and a half inch lift from Rusty's, it came with an SYE. Uh, a kit and then from advanced adapters, which comes with an internal shaft and gears and all kinds of, you know, extra so you things took it apart it, for that reason. We broke yeah. the whole thing down. Yeah. And it looked fine inside. Everything looked good. Cool. Uh, and so presumably it still is. And when I pulled the fluid here recently, I sent that out on snap uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, Brad Prater was like, that fluid is fine. I was like, that fluid looked perfect. I was like, okay. So what does it take? Gear lube or transport? ATF mm-hmm it's a new process that's what the 241 takes yep. too i just wasn't sure yep so at least uh and somebody else can call me and tell me i'm wrong on that but i believe to the best of my knowledge that's what it takes um 
So I wouldn't be surprised. If somebody would like 241 to, takes it, why wouldn't yeah. the 231 take it, right? If somebody would like to debate me on what fluid goes in the 231. Someone, some overlander is going to be like, if you don't buy the uh, <laughs> the plus 7.1 fluid that That's costs is, yeah. $85 a quart, <laughs> then it's actually not good enough. It's like, not. Nah, if it's red, it's fine. <laughs> is it red and slippery? Yes. Red and slippery. Stick it in there. <laughs> and honestly, if you put like some white gear oil, it'd probably just be fine too. Yeah, it's right? just bearings and gears in there. It's not that it's like it's like a some manual 50, transmission, some, basically. Some 30 weight. It'd be fine. Yeah. It's good. It'd be just fine. Yeah. Um and like there, I don't even is there are there even clutches in the transfer case? I don't think so. Just no, it's literally, yeah. yeah, just so just gears and bearings. It's just a manual transmission. With that. If anything is wrong with the current existing transfer case, you're like it's better than tearing a transfer case apart, but it would be nice that I'm on 40s and we're doing a little more wheeling, you know, going to a little bit bigger parks and things like that, starting to get a little more aggressive, uh, clearly starting to get a little more comfortable in the rig. And it would be not a bad idea to upgrade from a five pinion planetary, which is in the 231 mm -hmm. to the six pinion planetary, which you can find in the JK transfer cases. So if you do that, do you stick the whole new case in there or you just rob parts out of it? Stick the whole new case in there, I think. Bolt in? Yeah, I, to the best of my knowledge. So uh, it's a super they, easy swap? Dave was telling me that one of his buddies just did it recently. Like, like not even really a swap as much as it's just like it's just a part bolt change. it in, you're done. The only thing that I'm a bit curious about is, damn, um, the only thing I'm a bit curious about is my Dirty Dingo shift kit, the cable shift. Oh. I wonder if the bracketry is all the same. I mean, a so, bracket can't be that hard to fabricate real quick. Probably not. I wouldn't I mean, think so. I don't know. Look how, look how slow I am at getting things done. That's true. If it's you doing it, it's different. 18 months. Yeah. Well, we don't have a competent off-road shop in the near vicinity, so to my knowledge, anyway. You, you don't have a, one? a what shop? Off-road shop. Competent one. One that can do off-road thingies. One that can do more than put a lift kit on. As Mike ponders. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I think Sun the closest one's in like Dubuque, Iowa or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's Sunfire in Indiana, but I don't know where it's at in Indiana. I don't know. That's Either weird. Way. Okay, but like we have a, we probably have some shops that could like you could take it to Scram and they could fab you up some brackets. Yeah, I mean, they sure. do all kinds of hey, custom drive. This training. cable needs to make that move correctly. Thanks. I'm sure like just because it's tall, they might be like, oh, we don't have to lift this one. <laughs> like, it'd be yeah. nice. Like, we'll charge you $10 less because we don't have to rack it. Excellent. <laughs> we do have to rack it. But we don't have to get on our knees to do so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely someone local that could just do it for you. If you were like, I just yeah. don't have time, just do it. Yeah. But I still feel like it wouldn't be that bad. Probably not. That's kind of cool. So a JK case is it? You said JK, right? Yeah. It's stronger. It's just in general, like I everything's a little more beefy you know, than the 231. Or... I don't know how much of that case is beefier. And then like, then my curiosity is, is like, I think the JK case comes with an SYE already. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and so, so just slip, sh slip shafts front and rear slip shafts. Yeah. I think, cause I think there's CV, you know, I don't know. CV CV really I thought I don't know anything about I Jeep so you're gonna have to well, be like, the Jeep expert you know here. that would make any sense I don't gosh I don't know no way the front drive shafts were notorious for coming apart oh so maybe they were CV <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted like yeah I think they maybe might be from the factory some of the JK guys have to chime in on that I honestly don't know for sure uh but like the Liberté has a CV front but it's also uh IFS so that's true. That's, you know, what's the gear ratio? What's the reduction for the low gear in a JK case? 
I believe the same, 272. Okay, so you don't gain anything there unless you yeah. get a Rubicon case. Unless you get a Rubicon case and spend $3,000 now. Jesus. Probably. I don't know. They're stupid. They were stupid. Use Rubicon case. What is it? Four to one? <laughs> yeah, four to one. I mean, I, I guess that would be better, but also, God. It'd be nice, but I think it might honestly, be too low. I think, honestly, if I was going to do that, and this is super shitty because I didn't do it now, but whatever, it's money. Um, Honestly, if I was going to go to the four to one like that, I think I would just rather do a doubler because then I still have the option for two to one. The nice thing about that 272 to one is that you can leave it in low all day and still like get up to speed in a park. Whereas four to one, you're going to yeah. have to go into four higher. You're just yeah. going to be screaming, trying to like get what's like 15 or 20 miles. An That's hour. the thing. Yeah. It's like you can do, you can do 40 miles. I can do like almost 40 miles. I think in the, in low, low or in low range. Yeah. I think so. I'm, pretty, I'm not sure how fast I've gotten it that too. along pretty good. And you're what? Five thirty eights. Yeah. Huh. On thirty eights or forties. I guess I don't even. I can't remember how fast I've gone in snow day and low. I'm only four. I tens. would say the four tens and thirty eights got to be like sixty. I could probably go sixty <laughs> and low. <laughs> I could burnouts in four low. Uh, you can do the gear the gear calculation. No, you could. It'd be super I, easy. I could do it, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I've been drinking. I'll probably get it wrong, yeah. and someone will be like, "No, wrong. No, <laughs> incorrect." You did. Derek will be yelling. <laughs> You put a you put a, a division symbol. We're supposed to be a multiplication. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna figure it out. I even know how to do it, but I'm not. <laughs> Either way, yeah, I think that it would it might be too much if you only had one low gear and it was four. It'd be nice for technical crawling for sure, but that's all. But like, that's all it yeah, would be nice for yeah, for yeah. like general trail riding, which is most of what we do. Yeah, because we don't typically go somewhere where it's like nonstop hard wheeling like the whole time. Boy, but I'd like to. It'd be fun, but I think it'd be stressful. Yeah. It'd be like the trail that we did at freaking Windrock. That's what you want, though. I hated it. You know, your your rig's a little bit different than mine. <laughs> uh, I love technical wheeling, but technical wheeling of, nonstop for hours. Like, you never get a break. It's like you get over the obstacle, then you're like, cool, we did it. Let's go do the next one. Not we're at the we're at the end of the obstacle and the op, the next obstacle's there. And then when you get up that, it's like, now there's an obstacle. Like, it's so, just, it never ends all day. It's all like, day. Ah. It's obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. It'd be like the freaking uh, Flux Rocks and Rollovers. What was the uh, 24 Helm? Oh, heck yeah. That recent one? Yeah. Good Lord. It was just like, it looked, I mean, obviously, they're only going to take the, the video footage of the most gnarly shit. But, but it looked still. like it was nonstop gnarly <laughs> shit. It was you just like, off, oh my God. Fall off a ledge, go 10 feet, fall off a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roller coaster of death. The uh, I, I was thinking I lost it. It's gone. Oh, it's you, okay. You don't you have to think it. that. It was hard. roller coaster of death. Got me. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it did. It was so gnarly, though. Uh, but anyway, I would. I know what I was gonna say now. Okay. The other day, when oh. yeah, I saw a picture of the '94 your truck mm-hmm. out in a parking lot, I was like, damn. He had to move some stuff to get that out. And then it just dawned on me as I was just thinking about things. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's a big blue thing missing from the shop that you would have had to move to take the 94 out. Yeah. Snow day. Yeah. It's missing. Uh-huh. Have you heard anything about snow day? <laughs> is it still in one piece? Uh, I mean. Is it still a truck? Did it get stolen? I, mean, I still know where it is. It's oh, okay. on. It's on Jack stands. It's on Jack stands. It's, it's about like it's. We're on the same uh, level here, Steve. Oh, we're both we? just. We're no, both I'm, floating right I'm now. I'm on tires. Are you on tires? Yeah, I'm on tires. Damn. Damn. Steve damn, has me damn. beat. <laughs> well, now my my shit's on Jack stands because the Jack stands are set level. to have the truck perfectly level, I wanna, so that he could build the cage level. Do we have any updates? Has he been able to work on it at all? 
He has not been able to work on it a whole lot, okay. but the rear section is done. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I talked. I, I might have already talked about how oh. we were doing it. The rear, the section that's over the flatbed, uh-huh. the, the truggy portion, if you will, mm-hmm. comes off. Okay. So it's soft mounted to the bed with uh, like polyurethane bushings and bolts through bolts. <clears throat> and then it's got at the top. I don't know what you call them, but they're interlocking tubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tube, like they're Is that exactly tube, what they're called? Yeah. Interlocking tube things. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, you guys know what I mean? You like bend it, it and they mm-hmm. like lock and you put a bolt through and it's just as strong as the tube. Yeah. So anyway, we did that because I know it seems silly, but right now the flatbed's removable and I didn't want it to not be removable because we were adding a cage to it. Mm-hmm. That section's done. So he's got that uh, complete the interlocking part, the, the mounts, that's all. So I've got what looks like a roll bar right now. Um, but as far as the front section, I think the fenders are off, but I don't think he has made any progress as far as the uh, the roof or the part that goes down through the center of the cab. I believe they're just called an interlocking cage connector, like okay, tube well, connector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I got it right. I was just using words. Seems like, yeah, seems like that's what they're kind of calling them. Cool. But I mean, no, right. It's simple. It's called what it does. I mean, <laughs> I I don't, just to be clear, I don't fault Bray for one second for not having this done or yeah. Yeah, or uh, the progress he's made mm-hmm. he has a new son i yes. have a new son i have under i understand now more hard than i've ever understood when yeah. someone's like i just don't have time i'm like i actually sent him a text the other how day how do you not have time <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can find this text and i i want to read it because i feel like i summed it up pretty well when we were talking we were actually talking about some other stuff he 3d printed me some Stuff I'm converting one of my four wheel drive drift cars into a two wheel drive, so it'll nice. have like 90 degrees of steering. Oh shit! I was and gonna, he he printed the stuff for me. I was gonna polish your parts before you got here. Never. Ah, thanks. Son appreciate you. Maybe next time. So I said to Bray, "There's no one else I'd want doing the work. Quality takes time, even if it's more than expected. I'm glad you have it. Read that again the next time you're stressing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's doing an amazing job. Yeah. I know that it's gonna be top notch quality. I have no doubt." Bray turns out amazing stuff. Everything I've ever seen that he's built has been beautiful. So if it takes forever, whatever, who cares? Yeah. I can't go wheeling anyway. I have to watch my son. Yep. But and you have so much going on. Like you guys are going to have so much going on this summer. Oh my God. Just to get back into like situation. You're going to be September, October before things are starting to maybe starting to level out yeah. in terms of like, it, just, dude, it's, you know, busyness. There's no way. I mean, I got to somehow unpack. get my house clean so that we can take pictures to list oh it and then God. we got this new house but we still got to do a walkthrough and how the hell are we gonna <laughs> get over there because we have him and mm-hmm. new jobs a new city a new house seller house new baby so every much. everything and it's all happening yeah. at once my life is fucking chaos you like, you like snow day yeah keep it <laughs> yeah ser- seriously i, I told him I was, I, like, I was like this is perfect i don't have a, a, a second of free time yeah. so just whatever not to mention the shop you have to get everything you know the shop packed yep. up move it mm-hmm. and i'm gonna have to do that I, let we, me know we like, got movers like oh really but, but i don't think that, that mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna I think that I'm going to have to pack all that. Was that up. a, was that comped via the new job? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? They, they nice. offered her as an X amount of dollars for move. moving. Mm-hmm. I assume that it'll cover the house. I doubt it will cover like my thousands of pounds of like bullshit in the right, shop. Yeah. So, um, so if it comes down to that, I assume you're going to rent a moving truck. Uh, if I need to, I mean, I'm hoping that for the most part, I can get stuff in the, in the beds of, well, I guess only oh. the two trucks I have and my trailer, but, hmm. and I'll probably have to make more than one trip. Which isn't the end of the end of the world if you're able to. Start. I mean, it would be great to get a moving truck. It's just yeah. I'm not even sure how I would get some of that shit up there. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, how do ramp? I load a toolbox? I, I guess a ramp. ramp. Yeah, it comes with a ramp. Yeah, it ramp. That loon ramp. That's too it's not bad. steep. No, that's not that bad. <laughs> really? I was doing stacks of wheels, so probably close to 500 pounds uh, of wheels on a, on a two-wheel two dolly. No, see. I guess as long as I don't have to put the, like, actual toolbox so two, toolbox so up 250, there. 250, 300 pounds on a two-wheel dolly going up that ramp. You know what I've been wondering is, how do I move my, my legit toolbox? Yeah. So you I can... ride it. Did you say you ride it? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, hook it up and just tow yeah. it, tow uh, it to flat, Indiana. Flat tow. Flat tow. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> um, why they put big wheels on those them. Those casters are rated for 70 miles an now, hour. Now, is, is it a... It's just a short box. It, yeah, it's yeah. not a top and bottom, but it weighs like 3,000 pounds. So full. I assume... Yeah, full. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to take the tools out. Everybody that I've seen just throws it on a trailer and straps her down. How do I get it on the trailer? Just roll it up there. Winch. See, I've been thinking winch. I'm like, do I have to put a winch on my? Okay, I gotta load the 91 because there's no way I'm gonna have it done. You just, you just get. A I gotta buddy. load. You I just, good, good. I just, I feel like I have to purchase a oh. winch to put on my trailer so that I can move. Don't be wrong; it'd be nice to have anyway. So the new place is a shop. That's a nice shop, and it's gonna be. Does it have a lift in it? No, it's is good there, though. Is there provisions for throwing a lift in it? <laughs> the the, R, the RV storage parking is it insulated? Part of it fucking bonus is it all concrete oh yeah is it any cracks no it's it's, it's just beautiful it's does it have a drain shop. i don't know actually oh this is the shop oh that's fucking baller i'm showing steve the shop it, right now it's 20 28 by 40 something i actually don't know the dimensions oh, there was actually no floor plans for the house or the shop which is weird but i measured mm -hmm. to make sure everything fit mm -hmm. that's an eight foot door okay that's yeah, 16 yeah. feet wide mm -hmm. so that means even the big trucks will fit in it because they're not eight feet tall oh yeah, yeah. that's like 10 or 12 foot door and that's at least super 10, deep yeah probably 10 yeah and oh, asphalt, super, super asphalt deep. driveway so wait, is the is the uh is the shop itself square like a rectangle you say super deep is it deeper than the rest of the shop uh no maybe it's all the same depth oh, it's okay. just the this has it's a drop tall. ceiling so it doesn't ah. appear as large oh, but interesting. Right, right, right now it's like a wood shop they build furniture see. in it let me see Ugh. hand this over i'd like to see it yeah, so no I'm one else can see it, but right now it's I'm just, just full of wood shop showing Steve the the new digs and um, okay, it's got a it's got a pretty big. Oh, so there's a door to the bigger bay. Yeah, and the bigger bay is not insulated. The bigger bay is, is just cold storage, but it's oh. tall and that's fucking awesome. And then there's a lean to on the back. Holy cow! If you keep keep scrolling, you'll see. I'm gonna keep scrolling. The house is beautiful. Is it a three car garage? Three car garage. Fuck, man. And it's way deeper than the 08. I measured and oh there's gosh. like an extra five feet behind it. You're, it's like a. You're going to buy a golf cart. It's like a four car. Oh, yeah. There's actually, they allow golf carts in that neighborhood. You're going to buy. Oh, the cold storage side, though. Holy cow. Huge. Huge. Yeah. It's well, made I mean, for like, like RV parking. It's or like something. big, but it has like a loft and it has wood and all their stuff in it. It's like a shed. Is, it, is that what I'm looking at here? Yeah. That's, that's, the, the, that's the tall door leads into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I, this probably doesn't do shit for audio. And I love it. The backside, the lean-to has rock pad. It has the trailer mm -hmm. part back there. Nobody can see it. Yep. Fuck, live in the dream. It's a nice place. It's it just is. just real expensive. Three acres. Three acres square. Just solid, dude. A little bit of the woods is mine, too. Not very Ooh. much. Just a, just a few feet. Just maybe just 10, a few feet. 15 feet. <laughs> just enough to take a... Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, that bathroom, though. That's good looking. I like that. Dude, three... Three bathrooms. What's that? Two. It's two and a half bathrooms. What do you need all that for? Four bedrooms. We don't. You know, though, you guys like to entertain, so this is a perfect place for that. Yeah, dude, I love it, man. You gorgeous house. Anyway, here you go. Yeah, yeah, it's got a. I know that the listeners don't know what's going on, but they don't. But at the same time, I might post a picture of the shop. At the same time, you know, everybody knows how to use their imagination to some degree. Yeah, and so you know, you can hear 
people talking about stuff and kind of enjoy that. And I don't know. I listen to like the Joe Rogan podcast. I, they start rambling on about something and I'm, I'm listening. I'm not watching. So, yeah. you know, I, I try to give a visual. Yeah. Yeah. Do that shop. Okay. It's got a wood burning stove in it. Oh, neat. I didn't see that. It is insulated. It's got a canning yeah. kitchen. So there's like yeah, an oven and a sink and hot and cold water. Sweet. It's powder, got a little baby powder coating parts. Yeah. Powder <laughs> is that like, so I'm not going to go need canning. Although uh, Patty actually does do yeah, some canning. So you, I guess you she may, could use it for may. that. But. I wonder if they, uh, was it vegetables that they're canning or maybe they have fruit trees on the property? Did you see any? There's an apple tree, but it's mm. tiny, mm. I think. So they cut the last one. Now they're tired of dealing with it like you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> cut it down like, oh, shit, we did like those apples a little bit. But yeah, there's a, there's some fruit trees. It's just that they're so tiny now that yeah. if I stay on top of it, they'll actually be appropriate sized right, instead yeah. of like 40 foot fall tall fruit trees, which I'm everyone's excited. like, why is this happening? Uh, I'm honestly excited for you. It'll be it nice sucks. to have a nice yeah. shop for once. To right. actually have like, it's it's tight, it's insulated, how, it's well lit. How like, weird is it going to be for me to be for me to be sitting in this studio alone? doing the podcast right i gotta find a new local guy yeah you're gonna have to find a local yeah, guy it's better that way speak easy i'll make him come up here every time every time how Speaking far away of, is he uh probably an hour and some change okay well i'll be an hour and some change away. no that's not true i'll be further than that i'll be like an hour or two hours things about two hours right yeah here. i don't think you're gonna do that every day no i'm not, not right now you're not <laughs> um but speaking of the speakeasies he called me right before we started podcasting. I told him, get off the damn phone so we can podcast. Yeah, something like that. Um, he was inquiring about watering his tires. To make them grow? Yes. He wanted 40s, but he bought 38s. <laughs> 39s. Oh, 39s. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of water, just a little. Just a little watering. It was, if, he, if, he, if he had bought 38s, he'd need Miracle Grow as well. Uh, but what he wants to do is he wants to, the back end of that Yoda weighs nothing. And he wants to add some weight to the back end and um, wants to do it in the tires. So he was calling me to see if I had any opinions on the first question was uh, antifreeze and water. So just doing antifreeze and water in the in the tire. Okay. And then the second thing was maybe uh, antifreeze is a bit expensive uh, and somewhat toxic. And, And I wonder how it would do on tire like rubber. Lots of people do it, though. Yeah, do they do antifreeze? Oh yeah, it's oh, really? it's it's common. I don't know long term what it does. I have never done it. I just yeah. know I've heard of it many times. It makes sense, especially in the Midwest. And it's anti-corrosive. Right. And well, it's, it's got to be good. It's got to be fine for rubber. Rubber freaking hoses. hoses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. It's fine for the wheels because metal. It's fine for the rubber his, because hoses. His next thing was um was uh, RV antifreeze. Why he, that versus just cheap. any antifreeze? Oh, it's, it's like just buck. cheaper. It's like a. It's like a dollar fifty. Why is it cheaper? Because I don't know. I don't it doesn't it. have the same sort of properties for like, you know, RV preventing R- corrosion. I'm sorry, engine. RV and a freeze is what you would put in like your um your stool lines and water lines in there to oh to winterize it just to winterize. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. not so it just engine. doesn't freeze. It doesn't have the same sort of properties for anti. You know what? I don't know. I would assume it doesn't. Okay, well, that would be fine because yeah. the inside of a tire isn't like an engine where it's like, you know, you're not trying hot to fight. Hot cold, hot cold, hot cold. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it'd probably be fine, right? I would kind of maybe think so, but I don't know. I've never I heard of that, though. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Honestly, the farmers and stuff like that for years have put calcium chloride in there, and it lasts for a while until it eats the rim. Oh, it will eat the rim. Oh, fuck, yeah. Then don't do that? Don't do calcium chloride. Yeah. If you can avoid it, but just calcium chloride is heavy as shit. Oh, it's so they're True, doing it yeah. because it's particularly pound, heavy. Pound they don't care that it's going to ruin some stuff. 
a lot of guys, a lot of farmers, older farmers would do a tube, put a tube in. Oh, fill yeah. the tube full mm-hmm. of calcium chloride. But if the tube breaks. Yeah, then you're fucked. And you then, might not even know it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, and sometimes it's the case is you don't know it yeah. or you get. I, dude, it was so much headache. Oh, my God. When I did tractor tires back in the day and you'd come up on a job and you'd realize it had calcium chloride in it. It's just like, ah, uh, because you're covered in it. The time you get, by the time you get the tire, the bead broke, the tire off, get all the calcium chloride out, rinse the tire down, like your arm, like you're covered in calcium chloride. So it's it not sucks. corrosive, like it doesn't like fuck you up as a person? It's salty. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just salty. Oh. Shit. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what a pound of, what a, uh, um. Okay, wait, the reason that he's thinking about doing it is to add weight in the rear? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know liquid is heavy, but. Just throwing some in the tires? I don't think that's going to give him the weight that he is trying to achieve. I think that he should just build a bed for it. I mean, either bedsides and put storage back there or just build a flatbed. I mean, that's what I did, and it completely fixed my super light rear end problem. <laughs> it was so it was yeah. so light. I mean, it I just was don't just know if like, he wants to I don't know if he wants to put a flatbed on it. I guess. Because he wants to put the sheet metal on there. But if you're gonna put the sheet metal on there, then all of a sudden you have the opportunity for storage because then it's not ugly. If you just stick so, things back there, it's ugly. But if it's covered, it a, looks nice. A gallon of calcium chloride weighs 11 pounds. It's a gallon of water weigh like eight? Six. Six, really? I think something like that. Gallon of water weighs 8.3. Okay, so yeah. it's so, a little heavier. It's a, yeah. But in a tractor tire, that's a lot. We're talking about 30, 40 volume. gallons. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot more, a lot different, but still, like, it's so fucking corrosive. So bad. Can you just put mercury in there? Yeah. Yeah, I think you absolutely can. Just liquid. Just a lot, just break a lot of just, thermometers. Just metal. <laughs> just put metal, liquid metal <laughs> in your tires. How yeah. how heavy is mercury? Heavy. Oh, Should I find out? I don't know. Do you think it's heavier? <laughs> I'm sure. It's got to be, right? Oh, my gosh. We're looking for for heavy liquids. Oh, man. Mercury. Are you looking it up? No. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Mercury weight. Oh, oh it's it. no, not. <laughs> it told me the weight of the planet. <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awfully heavy. Three point two eight five times ten to the twenty third kilograms. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you gotta be careful what you ask the old Google machine. Oh my God, Google, <laughs> you s- silly bitch. <laughs> One gallon of mercury converted to pounds oh God. is 112.95 <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck do you buy a gallon of mercury? <laughs> Dustin, I got good news. You only need two gallons. <laughs> two gallons per tire. Yeah. Add you. 130 you could do like, pounds. Was it... Uh, <laughs> who were we talking to? Uh, it was um, Rich... Uh, is it... It was Rich. It was um, Rich Klein Jr. Okay. When we were talking to Jr. on the podcast, I believe it was him, and they were talking about rules and stuff like that and uh, adding water to the comp buggies, and that somebody came in and said, I don't remember who it was, one of the bigger bigger guys that had you know endless money, and he told Big Rich, he's like, either, and this is not verbatim, do not hold me to this quote, but it's what I remember. He said something along the lines of, uh, Either you let us put water in our tires or I will have wheels made of tungsten. 
Oh, because he because <laughs> tungsten's crazy heavy. Yeah, and crazy expensive. Nobody else would be able to do it. Right. And so, like, either either you let oh us, they were trying to be like oh you can't put water in your tires. You can't put water like, in but tires. if you let everyone do it, then who gives a shit? Right. It's just not a rule. Then everyone just and does that was it. the thing is like yeah. And he and he kind of put he he forced their hand and said either you let everybody put water in their tires or I will have wheels made of tungsten. Because like, it'd be crazy because no one could afford and it. And no one else could afford but it. But nobody, but and then right. they'd have to and have so like we'll, a rule about, oh, the metal your wheels can be made of. And you're like, get out of here. <laughs> exactly. That was it. And, and yeah. I think, I think Big Rich, and like I said, not verbatim. Somebody may know that story differently than me. I don't know. Uh, it's just what I remember from the podcast. But uh, at the end of the day, like, <coughs> what are you going to do? You're like, okay, well, yep. force my hand. Water's cheap. Water's cheap. And everybody can play it the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess you could like different amounts per gallon you know what i mean so that maybe that's a little something i don't know that'd be interesting wouldn't it like how do you even like when you're dealing with competition like that well you're not doing it for balancing the only reason i've ever heard of people putting shit in tires oh yeah is to get them balanced going down the interstate oh, i've never yeah. heard of someone be like oh i'm gonna do it for weight. traction now rc rock crawling hell yes yeah i actively do that i put weights inside the wheels you know because you want to get all that weight right. up front so you can pull yourself up something and not Ooh, flip over there we go dustin just wrap your wheels in lead yeah might be expensive as shit. Nah, but, I'd be fine. I mean, it'd, it'd be exp- it'd be as, about as expensive as buying four gallons of mercury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it won't weigh as much. Did we figure out? Okay, so we know how much it 100, weighs. 110 pounds per gallon. Can I buy how oh much? Oh my God, can you buy bulk, how much, bulk mercury? How much mercury can I buy? Oh bulk my mercury? God. <laughs> Hold on, let me open up Alibaba. I'm sure we can get it from China. Oh, right. Yeah. I'll just get on wish.com. For thermometers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get on wish. Mercury. High purity. Let's see. This looks like a big container. You know, I was thinking about lab grade mercury. $242 for one pound. How much? $242 for a pound. Oh, wow. So you need 110 of those. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say $200 per pound? $242. <laughs> And he and we were saying two gallons per tire, so yeah. two forty two times four hundred and fifty. No, yeah, what? Four hundred and fifty pounds would be if you put two gallons oh in each God, tire. Yeah, 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 so it would only cost him one hundred nine thousand dollars. That's not that bad. That's not that bad for an extra four hundred and fifty pounds on the rear. Yeah, and, and he, I mean, think about it. He, if he only wanted to do a gallon in each tire, it only, yeah, it cost him like a cool like fifty five grand or whatever. yeah. That's not bad. It's not bad. So right. there you go, Dustin. There. Okay, so thank you for tuning in to uh, difficult solutions for easy problems. <laughs> <For> terrible problems, <laughs> the easy solution. Terrible solutions, the easy, easily solvable problems. Is that what we call it? I don't have any idea what we call it. <laughs> terrible solutions section. Anyway, Dustin, you want to add weight to the rear of your rig? Spend one hundred nine thousand dollars on Mercury. Please do. solved. Solved. You're welcome. Next. <laughs> what else can we do for you? Yeah. <laughs> who else? Who else needs a terrible uh, solution? We have it, but. Anyone that has information about adding uh, either antifreeze and water or RV antifreeze or some good solution to adding water to tires, um, let Dustin know. Some sort of liquid. He's currently curious. He may not be by the time this comes out, but it's only going to be a few days, so maybe it won't be too bad. I want a long-term solution. I don't want someone that, to say, oh, I did it and it's fine. Oh, I want to know someone that, like put something in their ago. tire and like waited like, couple three years uh-huh. and pulled it off and they were like everything was okay honestly you know what i mean at like the end of the day at the end of the day you could do a few different things but we know that okay let's 
hold on. I have a thought now that's coming to me. Okay. There's a couple companies that sell the stop leak. Um, it's like a puncture, like a puncture. Yeah. That goes what are you talking about? Um, <clears throat> not like fix a flat. Oh, not fix a flat. I'm like, no, okay, the worst stuff. It's ever. like a, it's like a liquid that has like paper in it or some kind of fiber in it. So that if you get a puncture, this is like a lot of times for tractors, farmers use it. Okay. I've just never heard of it. I so guess. instead of filling it with like calcium chloride, you'll fill your tire with like three gallons of this fluid that has a fiber in it. So if you get a puncture, then the fibers will build up around that puncture like platelets yeah. in your blood. Okay. And uh, it'll fill that puncture and it'll stop leaking. So maybe Dustin, okay. maybe you okay. should look into something like that and do several gallons of that. I still feel like it's not enough. You know, I think you're right. He's just going to add a few pounds. It's like, dude, if you want weight over the rear, mm, you need steel. to like put something back there. Put like make all your storage at the very rear of your bed. The problem is right now. So I've seen this rig. He's got a cab and then he's got a frame. Measure the diameter of the rear wheels. The inner, the inner diameter where the relief where the B relief is. Measure that. And then have a company roll you pieces of half inch plate. that are like six inches wide. And then weld those inside the wheel and then put the tire back on. I mean, that would work. <laughs> or if he was going to get half inch plate steel, just take Build the just bed. between the frame or, well, yeah, you could say the whole just bed, start, but if you don't want it yeah. to look like it's got a flatbed, maybe that's the whole issue. He oh doesn't want the look. Yeah. Just take some half inch plate steel and just oh my God. lay it on the frame. Done. Hundreds of pounds. Hundreds. Yeah. That's not a bad, that's not a terrible solution. And it'd be a nice flat service to mount I stuff think, on. I think maybe part of the reason he wanted to put it in the tires is because it would then be unsprung. Mm -hmm. And so like when he goes off of a, when he goes nose over something. That's true. It's, you know, it's all in the tires. That's true. It wouldn't um, be, it wouldn't fuck his suspension up. Right. Or it wouldn't it would, make his rig weight down. It would be down. lower. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that too. Hmm. Because then he'd have to adjust his spring rate and everything else. I wonder else. how many gallons of water you can get in a 39 inch tire. That's a good question. Hmm. Depends on the rim size. Indeed. Because yeah. if he's running like 22s. Oh my gosh. And if he has bead locks, if he has bead locks in their league. Oh my God. Just water. It's, just... it's a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Feel like completely full so the tire can't conform to anything. No, that's not true, is it? <laughs> Didn't we have this discussion? Like if a tire is completely full of water, can it still conform to stuff? No. It would be hydraulic. Well, it depends on how. Okay. But yeah. Full. I guess it was completely, completely full. Yeah. It would have nowhere to, yeah, if nowhere gonna, to go. If you're going right? to go that route, if you're going to go completely full and you yeah. won't wait, you go get them foam filled. That foam is dumb dense. But he not heavy, though. Oh, it's heavy. Oh, Stupid it heavy. Oh, yeah. It's like gelatin. It's right, what like, kind of foam are you talking about? It's They call it foam filled, but it is like a, uh, it is like, it's not silicone. I don't even know exactly how to describe what it's who, made who of. does this like what uh brailers used to do it but i mean for what application uh forklifts um okay garbage companies use it for their uh their their front loaders they'll they'll do the so this is a tire tires. you no longer need to put air in this is a tire you no longer put air in yeah it's a it's a one and done but it does but still flex i've literally somewhat not enough for an no. off-roader okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know anything about this shit no no it's it flexes when you put a whole you know 12 tons in a bucket um, they'll foam. I've, I've seen guys have foam filled tires and put them on like an inloader. They'll run the tire until the foam shows. Like, wow. Tread just starts ripping off the tire. No big deal. There's foam underneath. And it, it, I call it foam and it's what they call it. Foam filled. 
but it's not like a foam. It's almost like a clear rubber. But you can like, if you cut it, you can grab it and chunk it off. Like it's wild. Huh. It's, a, it's an interesting. It's a two part. It's a two part product. They pump into the tire and it goes in as a liquid, and then it sets up and turns <clears throat> into this like hard ass jelly. Next question, yes, sir. Say that you do this. Yes. To your anything. Let's mm-hmm. just assume that Dustin does it since that's what we're talking about. He yep. does it. He's it's done. It's in there. Uh huh. What if I want to dismount my tire? You cut it off with a sawzall. You'd have to. Yes. Should you <laughs> you have. I mean, so there's no like. Yeah. I'd like to sell these tires. Well, too bad you're gonna have to sell them in seven pieces. We would. Uh, we would take a sawzall and you'd cut around the sidewall and cut the tire open. You cut. You cut a circle around the sidewall and then you cut two strips over the tread. You lay the tread open. You pull out that chunk. Oh my god! And then you start opening the tire up the rest of the way. That sounds terrible. And uh, yeah, so you you eventually you get everything cut out, all of the foam cut out, and you get the tire cut off of the rim, and then you end up with two beads, and then you dismount the beads. It's crazy. Yeah, it was stupid annoying. Okay, so Dustin, if you can't afford one hundred nine thousand dollars worth of mercury, <laughs> then just go get your tires Total. filled with this weird hard gelatin shit let's Steve's be, talking let's about. Let's be honest, his tires don't flex anyway. Why? What are they? I'm just saying, like, even when he has like two pounds in the back end, there's not enough weight. It doesn't flex anyway. Oh, that's a good point. So it doesn't so even maybe, matter. Maybe flex is unnecessary. We just need, we don't need the tire to conform to a rock or anything. We just need more weight. Maybe the more weight would counteract the need for flex. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Sounds like liquid is the best option. Derek would probably have an engineering answer for that. He'd be like, wait, wait, wait where is he? Where is fucking Derek? Let's look at the TV. No, nope, uh, he's not there. It's not there. I checked. Mm. I checked. I checked. <laughs> Only thing I see is a chode. Derek would totally know. He would be like, well, let me just do an algorithm real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let me run that through my calculator. Ah, uh, it's wonderful. Oh, well, what can you do? Hey. How long have we been doing this for, Steven? About 50. Oh, about an hour and two minutes. You want to shut down the main? I feel like it might be time for some Patreon. Wake up Patreon. This is about my bedtime Mike's now. Like, anyway. Mike's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. It's outdoor. I gotta go. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we teched a little bit this episode. We had, we there were some things. I mean, I guess, I guess we kind of dabbled in some tech a little bit. We had, we had a battery tray. Yeah, that kind of happened. We had a drive shaft with dry ass. Yeah, we kind of talked about transfer cases a little bit. We had a dry shaft. Dry shaft. <laughs> <laughs> dry shaft. <laughs> I guess it's a dry U joint. It, so. it would be even better if like you're like, well, I pulled my, my two piece slip shaft apart and it just turned to dust. <laughs> That's what you call it, a dry shaft. It, it couldn't it couldn't have been from it couldn't not have been far from it. There's no zerk left on it, it got ripped off by rocks. Oh so. my god. It could not have been far from it. So uh, we talked about dry shafts, we talked about shafts. water and tires, transfer cases. I'm sure there was something else in there we talked about. We talked about shops. I mean, it was almost like an off-road listen, podcast. You motherfuckers <laughs> got all of the things. And we didn't even have a computer or a, a remote host. Indeed. It's just the two of us sitting here at this table alone just with a beer. Just the two of us. We can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know you want more of this. So go down to the show notes right below. Click that Patreon link. Go over there. Send us some doll hairs for support because you know you like this podcast and you know we need support so I can buy a new drive shaft. And what else? Anything good? 
uh, I don't know. I mean, we still, you still got to do like sponsors. The rollout. You got yeah, 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 to do all the thing, all the things at the end of the show, Steve. Did thank you, you for calling complete off road. Did you say thank you for calling complete off road? <laughs> <laughs> you end Chris. the podcast with thank you for calling complete off road. <laughs> and, there, and, and there's just a silence. That's <laughs> it. The end. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? Am, I, am I supposed to, am I supposed Wait, to say what? something? I, did I make a phone call? <laughs> just yeah, just real quick, just the it just <laughs> ends for, like thank you for calling off road. Thank you for calling Creek complete off. And then you like is, wait a few seconds, you're like hello. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're on their Bluetooth headset, and they're just like, well, Chris, is that you? <laughs> I saw I saw a video somebody shared on the Patreon chat. Uh, it was uh Woo Dude DJ Woo Dude doing a like doing a review on some like. I don't even know what they were. They're like belt things. Like there was a belt alternative. It's a, it's a belt strap. like for your pants. Belt? Yeah. So it goes, okay. it goes between two belt loops and it's, it's a Velcro. And so like you slide it through, you Velcro one side and then you pull the other side over and Velcro it. And then that tightens up your belt, your pants instead of using a belt. Oh, so a, it's like scratchless and it would be scratchless. Yeah. It would be handy for that. And then it's on the sides as well. So it's not on the front. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, so maybe if you got a little bit of a belly and your belt hangs on your, or if your belly hangs on your belt a little bit, maybe that's annoying. Yep. Something you don't like, you know, belts can be a bit rigid. Uh, he was doing a video on that and wearing a crawler off road t-shirt. Oh so really? Like, yeah. And then that <laughs> company used his video as their advertisement. So Dude, he's been promoting some shit lately. I'm wondering about that. I need to talk yeah. to him. Like at that Adelphi headlamp uh-huh. that I bought. No, I guess me. I bought one, and the next day I saw him doing a mm. promo video for it, and I was like, huh. "That's weird." I, was I, like, used, I used mine the other night, but I didn't have my phone with me. I uh, our well pump stopped working. Oh no! <sighs> and that it's brand new. To me. Oh, yours is new. Yeah, well, so like you probably not, have a warranty. The pump's not new. My brother-in-law came over and put a brand new pressure tank in. Got it. And redid all the plumbing. From like well inlet to pressure tank and out and all that. He got all that's resituated. Yeah. It's good. They moved it. It was in one spot. They moved it over in a corner so it's a little more out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. This sort of sounds thing. great. Well, in the process, they moved well, the head. Well, the the pressure switch used to be up like three feet off the ground. Well, now it's like eight inches off the ground. Cool until the basement flood, the crawl space floods. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, because that's an electric component. Right. Yeah. And it did that. It flooded. And so a little bit of uh, corrosion build up on the copper. Nothing serious, just a smidge. Right. Well, that smidge caused it to lose contact. Mm-hmm. And so the night I walked in the house. It's the weirdest fucking thing. OK, when you go to turn on a faucet and it just doesn't turn on, everything seems drier. Yeah, you're just like, like you're oh, just my like, God, I'm well, so thirsty. I've never needed to wash my hands so bad. Hold on. This is there should be water coming out of this. Like the sink looks drier. There's no there's not it's just everything's dry. You're just like, hmm. You just turn to dust. <laughs> you just turn to a pile of dust. And like your I, whole body like my in my brain, I'm going, where'd the pressure go? Yeah. There was pressure in the tank, the tank was full, now it's empty. Where'd it go? So something leaked the pressure. Strange. Down. Yes. And so I had to run down there, I had to go down there, crawl through the crawl space, get to it. And then as soon as I touch the wire, the power wire going to it, mm-hmm. just kicked on. Immediately. Okay. Like, so, oh, okay. So we got a connection. Well, that's good, I guess. So popped it off real quick, grabbed out my handy dandy uh, mm-hmm. fastback knife with my yeah, a little scratch. included screwdriver. A little scratchy scratch. No, I didn't give her a scratchy scratch. Just give her a little in the old screw. Oh, okay. Give her a little tighten up on the screw mm-hmm. and uh, and it seemed to work just fine. Oh, for that's a nice. So, you're able to fix it in like five minutes. 
Yeah, if that. I, the longest thing, the thing that took the longest was me just sitting down there waiting for it to build, or to not build pressure. It built pressure super quick. Mm-hmm. Right to pressure. And I told Jess, I called her, I was like, hey, I did have my phone. Weird. Well, the modern anyway, pumps are better, and so the pressure tank can be like super small, or they used this to, have to be tank bigger. is pretty good size. See, our pressure tank is like little, little, because our pump is like some crazy awesome really unit. yeah our pressure tank used to be like size of an air compressor like several gallons and now it's like eight gallon or something mine's probably got to be close to 20 gallon at least it's at least 20 gallon you must not have got that pump i didn't change a pump oh yeah we didn't change a pump so we anyway. changed it to that pump <laughs> <laughs> with that money yeah it, it costs a lot that's but... why the house is worth so much now right because i got the pump yep it's that well pump. anyway <laughs> This is Patreon talk. Oh my god, it's so Patreon talk. Why are we still talking? We should roll out. Let's roll out. You're I was talking about wells. To get through the shit. Roll the shit out, and we'll talk about wells in the Patreon. No, don't tell them that. No one will listen. I talked to Jake Tumina this week. Over to Offroad Anonymous. I ordered all the things from him, and I paid for Ricky's order that apparently Ricky already received, but hadn't been paid for. Which is rather convenient. The partners are so good that they'll send parts out. They'll send it before product. the invoice. Like <laughs> they sent products to the customer before I paid for it. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of trust right there. Amen. They must R- really trust you. Ricky probably already put it on Jade's Jeep and it's off of the junkyard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jade. I love you. <laughs> Rotten <Ricky>. away. <laughs> um Go check out Offroad Anonymous. Go check out Crawler Offroad for your off-road recovery needs. Go check out Complete Offroad for all of your off-road things for your Jeep, anything, or or your rig in general. Sorry, not just Jeep. Go check out Crawler off or uh, Complete Offroad for that. And, of course, check out More Flate. They're good guys. Tyler's a good dude, and they're uh, still growing. So lots of cool stuff. Make sure you keep your eye on the More Flate website because he is rolling out new stuff all the time over there. So... If that intrigues you at all, make sure you check it out. If it doesn't, then maybe don't check it out. Maybe go over to Crawler Off-Road and check out some some recovery stuff because everybody's intrigued by that. Michael, Mm. have you any last words? Sure. Yes, sir. Go hug your friends. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to give a straight face. (laughs) Go hug your friends. It's good for your mental health and theirs. That's a good idea. Make sure you do it on trail. Yeah, there's absolutely. No, there's no COVID on trail. Yep. Yeah. There's no COVID anywhere anymore, right? No one's talked about that for a while. The news yeah, isn't so mentioning it, so yeah. it, must not be, it must be gone, right? It's gone enough. I don't know. This time. I guess. The less you talk about it, the less it'll be around. Yeah, as soon as you talk about it, it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. It just comes right. creeping in. Oh, are you? Did you call my name? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go hug your friends. Because they may not be there tomorrow. That's right. We hope they will be. But you never know. Never know. For sure. Go hug them. Okay. And with that, we're going to the Patreon. See you there. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us for episode 127. And we'll catch you on the trail. The complete and total off-road number one good time extravaganza.